again with more fish cast. Only took us a month for the college football season to start for us to get back on the fish cast, but that's because Charles Fishbine is now an official. He's a big time youth sports dad. His son in the transfer portal. He's out there intentionally walking 14 year olds to win baseball games. We'll get to all that later. First, I'm pouring long. Charles Fishbine, the, the face that runs the place. What's up, Fish? Happy Yom Kippur. Do you, do, is that happy? Is that like a happy holiday? How do we say that? It's it's a happy holiday, you know. Okay. So. Yeah, happy Yom to you, my friend, and all of our Jewish brothers and sisters out there listening, like our buddy Larry Bluestein, uh, big time Jew. That Larry Bluestein, he's a huge, huge Jewish guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's up, man? I was uh. We will talk about you intentionally walking toddlers later in a baseball game. Well, he's Barry Buds or something, but what's been going on, man? How's, how's, how's the youth parenting? How's the youth game? It's it's not just you, stuff. I mean, between the high school filming of, uh, you know, now we got a lot of JV school, JV and middle school programs wanting us to film, and then the high schools and watching film and breaking down kids and trying to find players for these colleges and it's it's non-stop and you know and then the getting into the coaching with my son it's fun but it's it's a lot of work man i ain't gonna lie so. it is but you only get that one chance with your son um, no, that's no. the only kid you have i mean you're a little older than i am so i don't think any more kids are on the plate right now not you. that i know of. i don't think angie's down with them anymore so yeah. you know you gotta you gotta do it man that's why i don't really that's why I don't really, I don't, I don't really, you know, I don't really bother you about this because I know there's, there's truly there's more important things in life. If but you, if you watch him play, you'll wonder if he is actually my kid. So, oh, I've been wondering that when I saw. Only thing I know is your kid is I see his hair. I see yeah. his hair, and I remember what your hair looked like when you were younger. And I'm like, yeah, that's no, he's definitely his kid. Right. If I'm a hairstyle, I wouldn't know, but the hair gives it away every time. The hair to walk, give it away every time. Man. He's got that fish by walk, so he can't get out of it. Yeah, he's um, a way better athlete than me, though. Yeah, he's good, man. He can play. He can pitch. He can, he can, he can rush the passer. He can play quarterback. I don't think he's going to be a pass rusher the next level. I mean, unless we get him on something like, like Bosa, uh, Bosa of vitamins. I don't think he'll be a pass rusher at the next level. Maybe uh-huh. quarterback. He'll be the next Marshall Rothman, and I love that man because I'm with Marshall Rothman ball back in the day. That dude can get after it. Uh, anyway, first speaking of high school, you did you go out and catch the Chaminade Central game? No, I I got uh, I didn't catch that one. Um, I had to go up to watch um, Bell Glade and uh, Booker T. I had to cover that. I didn't. I don't have anybody over in the muck anymore to really cover those events. So I had to cover it uh, and film it. So. Um, you know, it was definitely uh, very sloppy, a lot of mistakes. Referees in high school just love to throw penalty flags nonstop. So uh, it makes the game probably an hour longer than it should be. Uh, they got to they gotta go to the like, college version of like letting the clock keep running. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like you do have to change the clock rules because you're throwing so many penalties, but – is are you telling me Bell Glade Central was winless going? Are they what was the deal over there? They were both 0 and 3. Um, Dwyer just uh has had a rough year. I went and watched them play Vero Beach earlier this year and they got blown out. And 
they they've got athletes both teams um you can see that there's players that I, there's a lot of action um it's just the mistakes uh one mistake after another and you just can't win ball games that way uh not consistently i mean you know there's some teams like a miami central probably could get 100 yards and penalties and still win uh, a majority of their games but you know glade central and dwyer aren't good enough to overcome those mistakes and this game went into overtime i i, I thought all right this game's going to end pretty relatively early and then they decided to uh with a minute left uh glade central scored a touchdown and it looked like they were going to win the ball game and it went into overtime and it just uh it it just got uglier <laughs> at the moment so, so. Do you notice there's been a lot of blowouts in high school football this year? Just bad stuff. Yeah, I just think I just, the, I just think there's too many teams. The talent's been diluted so much, and and there is. I when we were in high school, I don't remember running clocks and and teams losing. You know, fifty six nothing, seventies, eighties nothing. Last year, two years ago, you had uh, Western beating uh, Terravella at like 91 to nothing. You didn't see that when we were in high school, just one teams ran the ball more. So the clock ran and, you know, you would see a 31, 17, a 31, 10 type game. But now you see games that are not competitive between one team and another. It looks like you have a, a JV team playing a varsity team sometimes. And, you know, my thing is, is just, I don't see what the purpose is. I think some of these schools, uh, probably should combine, and put, and try to like try get more top you know more players on their team and be competitive and just to have a program at every school. I I don't think every school needs a football program. You know. Yeah, I was I'm around here you know right here at, I live in St. Petersburg, Tampa Saint. And I look at the scoreboard on Friday night and I just see so many teams hanging 50, 60 spot. Like there was a team last week last week that lost the game eighty two to six, and I know the coach over there. And he was like, and he had some suspensions. Like he has like five athletes, and like four of them got suspended. So he's like, yeah, he goes, but we're just not good. Like we just don't have like he's like basically you want to have like a JV and a varsity, we just don't have enough kids. So he's like, this they're all together. And he's like, I'm just gonna play shootouts basically because all my good players on offense and just whatever happens happens. So this week, like I'm like, oh, he scored 31 points. They gave up 70. They gave up 78. <laughs> like. You're talking about a game you would not want to film. I don't want to film a 78 to 30. I saw what the Dolphins did today to the Broncos. I don't want to film that game. Like, I don't want to film a 78 to 31. Like, it's not going to film. I don't know how there's enough time in a high school game to score 70-something points. I really don't. Like, I, like, I don't. Yeah, that's a Like, they must be, they got to be, like, one-play drives, you know? It's like. Yeah. That's 109 points in a high school game. That's 12-minute quarters. And once you get up by, what is it, 36 or 35? 35. 35, the clock runs. Yeah. So, it's... I mean, unless you just stand within that 30-point range the whole game. Uh, anyway, enough of that. Uh, Saturday came, uh, Colorado. Oh, let's talk about Colorado. So, Colorado, uh. Clearly, nobody who's following Colorado ever watched football before. Does that feel like it? Because they're just like, they're mad at Dan Lanning for the pregame speech, which I thought was awesome. They're just all, oh, he lost. Like, every college team except for one loses a game. Like, yeah. like they all lose. Most lose multiple times. So, like, 
Oregon was favored by 21 points. We knew this was going to happen. Like, this wasn't like a shock. Yeah, I, you know, I had watched Colorado play the week before against Colorado State, and we discussed it. Um, you're not going to be competitive if you're not good up front. Colorado yeah. State bullied Colorado up front. And listen, I just – there's – everybody reacts to these games – and it's all, you know, you win, you're a great coach, you lose, you suck. And and the reality is a majority of these teams have ceilings as programs. We've talked about it, uh, Minnesota being one of them. We talked about how, you know, it's hard at those programs to win seven, eight, nine games consistently each year. There's a reason why Iowa doesn't fire their coach. They know, as they, they know as a program, hey, we'll have a 10-win, 11-win season. Dude, they had 76 yards yesterday. They have four first downs and 76 yards. No, but you know, we talk, we've, but we've talked about this. There's yeah, a reason why they don't fire their coach because the people in the administration understand this team's not playing for national titles. Like 10, yeah. 11 wins going to the Citrus Bowl or one of the, or, you know, Florida, Tampa, wherever they have bowl games in Tampa and Orlando and Jacksonville. That's their ceiling and what that program's happy. Can they compete for 10, 11 win seasons every five, six, seven years? Yes, but they have to have everything go right. And that's what's happened at Minnesota. Uh, that's, you know, Michigan Oklahoma State, State. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma like State. Yeah, we want to talk about those. A lot of yeah, those programs. But these programs, it's just, you know, you we could talk about it. What Gundy's done at Oklahoma State will probably never be duplicated. I mean, yeah. he's had a lot of 10 and 11 win seasons. He had them in the playoff conversation a few years ago. The guy didn't forget how to coach. It's just harder to sustain year in and year out. And these fan bases just have unrealistic expectations. They think once they get to 10 wins, oh, we're going to be a playoff team. You're never going to be a playoff team. I mean, unfortunately, Mike Gundy, he unfortunately won't shut up, which is where he's, which is why he's running in the problems he is now. Him and Dabo Sweeney both have that problem in different ways. We'll get to Dabo next segment. And we'll get to Gundy two segments from now, really, to talk about, like, because Dabo, you know, his issue with the transfer portal, he got beat by a transfer all-star team yesterday, basically, and really two of them in it so far. And then uh, Gundy basically telling his boosters, hey, don't worry about the NIL. There's a quick way to lose any chance of getting players at your program. I mean, I, I watched Oklahoma State last year in their bowl game, and they brought in the backup quarterback, and I'm like, oh, man, like, yeah, like that when they lost the kid to Old Miss, like that basically set them back as a program for this year. And their fans should have watched that game and said, God, man, we're going to have a hard time getting to six wins. This kid can't throw a forward pass. They're a pa- It's not like they're running a wing T. He runs a passing offense yeah. that he missed at that position that they need somebody that you're going to have these years at a program like that. And if you're not willing to deal with that, you're going to just go through and recycle coaches, recycle. And like I said, Iowa understands what they are. I think Minnesota understands with PJ that, hey, listen, he had an 11-win season a few years ago. Now they lose the running back. They lose guys to the um, – you know, I mean, I had spoken to PJ before the season. They had a coach, a GA, running out there playing DB in practices because they didn't have enough guys suiting up. When I hear that, it's like, all right, you got to be realistic. Like this may be a six, seven, may you're lucky if you get to eight wins this year. Yeah. 
And the fan base, it's like, all right, we got to nine, we got to 10. Oh, the coach sucks. You know, they lose to these kids, you know, and, and it's just not realistic. It's just, that's how college football's become. Um, you know, and you, you go back to Colorado, what you, you go back and look at the Colorado state game, Colorado state dominated that game. It, yes. they, they didn't win the game, but if you had just not looked at a score, you would have thought Colorado state won that game. They were in control from the beginning to the end. And we spoke, I said to you, I said, listen, the biggest easy win this week is Oregon. Oregon's going to blow them out. Yeah, we both I, felt that way. I think, I think USC we is know gonna, Oregon. I yeah. think USC game will be a lot more scoring and fun. Like, USC's going to hang probably 59 on, and Colorado could probably put up – I mean, or Arizona State with Drew Pine put up 28 points on USC. I mean, it's going to be – it'll probably be a 55-35 type yeah. game. You know, that's so. what I think it'll be, which will be fun. And those are the games that, like, we thought they would lose because – we know the talent, like he's done a good job putting talent out there, given they had none last year. But you can't you can't portal in linemen for the most part. Like there's maybe there's such a finite number of them out there that are even worthy of starting. And it's just hard to get those guys in your program. Because those guys, they're they're like teams that are trying to win go to the playoff or grab those guys. Corey, one of their he best was, linemen went to Florida State and it started. Yeah. I it's just like you're yeah. not you're not overcoming that, you know? No. Yeah. So yeah. And I mean, so so like I here's my question with you, I guess, Deion thing. Look at the PJ, look at the look at Dunny right now. We don't even have to wait on that. But my question with you with Dion, can he he can I mean, you we know this staff. We know Charles Kelly, we know we know Dave Kelly, we know we know some guys on the staff. I think they can recruit some horses up front. Like, I, think, I, don't think I, they, I think they're going to – I think he's going to have a playoff team within two to three years. I, I really? just do. Yes. Yeah. I, I just – I think he's already proven he could get the skill guys. Um, they're not going to have to recruit elite-level linemen. And, you know, but you already see that Jordan Senek, um, the, the kid from IMG is yeah. – you know, he – FSU was in on him. You know, these other schools went – now the kid's visiting – uh, Colorado later this year, that kid's going to be told, listen, you're starting from day one. Yeah. And no other program, listen, no SEC program can give him that. Um, he could get that, he could get that at uh, Colorado. And you're, these kids, listen, Corey, he's already proven himself to be a very good coach and recruiter. And he, I could care less what happened against Oregon. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we, we talked to, if we they talked won six games this year. That's a good job. It's a, phenom a job. it's a phenomenal job. They won yeah. one game last year and they weren't competitive in even the game. They the won 11. Yeah. I mean, they weren't even competitive in the game. They won and I, they won it. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, I, it's it just, I, I love these people that sit there. They're like, Oh, see, sucks as a coach. They lost to they lost to Oregon. Oh, really? Like anybody that had half a brain knew that that game wasn't going to be close. All right, like it's I don't care who was coaching. You could have put Nick Saban on Colorado's sideline. They weren't <laughs> winning that game, and it was you could just it it was like the year before Oregon played Georgia and got blown off the field. It wasn't that Georgia was uh, Oregon wasn't a good program. Georgia was just way better. I mean, they it was it was very similar. If not, I told. I told someone forty-two to six would have been a halftime score between Oregon and Colorado last year. Yeah, the fact that that's now the final score is a hell of an improvement. 
Uh, it's look, I if you are not impressed with what he's done, all right. The team is on TV every week. They're drawing the highest ratings. He's drawn interest. There's not a single player that they're recruiting that they're going to get out recruited by because they just got blown out by Oregon. No, those kids are going to see, listen, this team's competitive. They won their first three games. They beat a team that was in the playoffs last year. You can see they're well coached. They just got steamrolled by a team that's just way better uh, than them. It's just, there's nothing wrong with that. Dan Lanning's one of the best coaches in college football. I think he's proven that now. Uh, that's a team that we're going to discuss. They're probably uh, a playoff team. And it's just ridiculous. I mean, USC is going to pound them too. Listen, Colorado has a chance to beat Arizona, Arizona State, maybe Stanford. In Stanford. Uh, Did they play Cal? Did they, they play Cal? Play, uh, yeah. I mean, they they're going to have a chance. Six, seven. Yeah. And it, it, listen, before the season, everybody was like, oh, can Dion get him to four or five wins? If they go to a bowl game this year, He's way ahead of schedule. Like I, I, I don't. I think they're going to get kids that are going to transfer in on the old line. Yeah, you know, I'm sure there's some guys in the Pac-10, whether it's a Stanford or this or that. He's going to land them, um, yeah. and those guys are going to land them. And Colorado will probably be a nine-win team next year. And I, I really believe in three to four years. And and people can laugh. I, I, I. Look, I'm not I laughing just, because I, I you just, and I both know the only thing they got to do is get alignment. Like the yeah. skilled players are going to fly. Like he's turning down far more red chip and blue chip skill players than he can take. Yeah. You know, like he's turning down those guys. Like, so, I mean, like, yeah, I, I'm with you. And with Shadour coming back next year, I think they're, you know, I think that puts a head a leg up on them with anybody else. I mean, you go look at Miami and Oklahoma last year. Not only were they blown out in games, I mean, Miami got blown out against Middle Tennessee State. And what happened? Like, Dion's ahead of both of those programs at the same point, and he didn't start at the same point. Those guys took over programs that were established. Colorado oh. was a door, it was terrible, a doormat. And, and he turned this program around in year one. And people were like yeah, Miami fans were wondering if they hired the wrong coach. All of a sudden this year, they're four and oh going, they're going to go probably into the North Carolina game five and oh. And, and now nobody's saying anything about Mario. And I, I, I just think that the problem is, and I think there's way too many experts out there. These programs lose. Most teams lose um, uh, three to four games every year. There's very few teams that win two, lose two or less. You see it every year. It's just a reality. There's a lot of parity. These teams, the talent gap isn't that great anymore. And you're going to – these fan bases, it's like you go on any fan base message board, it's like, oh, fire the co – you know, you go on the Minnesota message board, fire the coach, PJ can't uh, – like, like who are you going to get really better than him? All right, this yeah. guy had put up the best season you guys had in, since before they played with – you know, leather helmets, and you really think you're going to find a better coach? Get the heck out of here. I'm so – I'm getting so tired of that uh, mentality. Um, and, you know, you look at it, these – right when a program has one bad season, and these – they're like, oh, we got to get rid of this coach. And it's just – it's ridiculous. It, it really is. All right. Real quickly, we're gonna, we'll finish up this thing with a couple of things. Michigan State fired Mel Tucker – that's had to do a lawsuit. He's going to get some money. That whole thing's 
uh, it's just a mess. I'm not even going to get into it. Don't care. Michigan State right now, you're the you're the you're the head of you're you're the head of you're the king of the football program. You make the decisions. Who are you trying to hire that is attainable for that job right now that you think you can get that's going to put that program in a position where it should be? Yeah, I I think somebody that was on the fish cast, Charles Huff from Marshall. I oh. think he's done a very good job. Um, you know, he's got ties to Saban. They, you know, everybody likes that Saban well, thing. Saban. And listen, I, I mean, I hate to say this, but I, I think they're going to have to hire a minority coach. You know, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think because they got issues. Listen, Michigan State is going to pay Mel Tucker. I mean, I, yes. you know, anyone yes. thinks that that their, their way of getting out of a, a bad contract, which they signed, and I don't blame Mel Tucker. And I, we talked about this with Taggart. I blame the school. These schools are giving these 10-year deals. And then the first sign of trouble, like it was at Auburn, oh, well, you know, the coach is sleeping with the uh, secretary that he brought from Boise State. And, you know, you saw how that thing went. I think I think Michigan State's in pretty much the same position. They, I think they got to be very careful in who they hire. Um, I think Huff would be a very good hire. He's had a ton of success at Marshall. Um, he's been on our cast and I think the guy's a very good coach. He's they're undefeated. They're very, you, you look, they're a very tough physical team. They do what you want to do well in the big 10 and that's run the ball. I think Charles Huff's a very good recruiter. Um, he can improve that team right away. I think he's a guy that I put in as a, probably the front runner for that program. I, you know, I wasn't expecting that name, but I think that's a great name. I, I understand that name that could really work out. I guess for me, I would probably look at one of the Kansas schools, probably Leopold, maybe a you know, maybe a Chrysler. Oh God, what's his name? Kleeman over at uh, Kansas State. I think Kleeman's probably a little bit more set. Like I think he's cool at Kansas State. I think that's a really good area for him. He knows the kids, you know, he was at North Dakota and won all those titles. So he kind of knows that area, knows how to win there. Leopold, I think, would be a little bit more of an interest, but I like Charles Tuff. I like that hire. I think that's a really good hire. I, and a good... I think another one is Pat Narduzzi. He came from Michigan State. Oh, God, right now? Yeah. Like, right I mean... now, he is, he is. Right now, he, he's thinking with a quarterback that can't throw a forward pass. Yeah, but you know what they had to – like I said, you can't judge – Mich they just lost an NFL first round pick uh, yeah. quarterback. You can't judge these guys. It, it, yeah, right now it'd be perfect timing. You know, um, he built Pitt up to as far as they probably could go. He coached at uh, Michigan yeah. State. He now could go in there. Um, and well, listen, another one is does Iowa State coach finally listen? He's a Big Ten guy. He's a Midwest guy. Does he finally sit there and somebody say into his ear, "Hey, listen"? You've done everything you can. The Big Ten's going to get – it's getting better with the teams they add. Do you really want to sit there and fight it out for six wins a year and then you have one three- or four-win season and all of a sudden everybody wants to fire you? Or if, I, I don't know. I, I just – if you're at a program and you reach that peak, I believe as a coach it's it's best for you to take your talents elsewhere. I just do. I uh, Unless you get a situation, like I said, if the administration and everybody is more like the Iowa uh, administration where, I mean, heck, they told, they put in a, a, a stipulation in the contract of the OC, who's the coach's son, 
that he's got to score 25 points a game, Corey. I, I just read that last week. Yeah, and, I yeah, I knew about that. But like man, that, they, yeah. like 25, like, dude, have Iowa people not watched Iowa football like the last five years? Like 25 <laughs> points. Do they mean that he needs to score that in the first month of the season in four games? Like, Iowa plays seven, six ball games, like 25. That guy should get a 10-year extension. I mean, like 25 points a game. I've never seen Iowa score 25 in a game. I mean, honestly. I mean, I thought every one of their games was 17, 14, 10, 9. Like, believe me, they would have they would have been happy with seven points left. After four first downs and 76 total yards yesterday at Happy Valley, they'd have been happy with a 7-6 loss. Every time I turned that game on, they were punting the ball. Like, I'm like, I said to you, like, their punter must have the best NIL deal in the country. Like, I just, I I never, you rarely see, when when Penn State was up 10-0, you're like, well, this is about as comfortable a lead as you can find in college football today. Dude, 10 nothing against Iowa may as well be freaking Denver versus the Dolphins today. Yeah, it might as well have been 63 to nothing at that point. You just knew that Iowa ain't got 10 points. I mean, unless their defense can somehow rack up five safeties, they ain't got 10 points at all. So, all right. All right, yeah, we gotta, we got we got we got we, you know, we got off the, we have to come back. We're gonna hit this, uh, Collar, we did this FSU Clemson game. Talk about how Abo just bumbled in his way to a loss in a game that they really tried hard to win for about 90%. And uh, we're going to do that. And then we're going to come back later with the top five. So uh, let's, we're going we're gonna to hit that stuff pretty quickly. We'll be right back. <laughs> 